Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. Today we're beginning a brand new series that I'm excited about. It's called, He Said, She Said. That's right, here we go, it's on right now. Today, I really feel like that if, no matter, you know, we're talking about, we're gonna lean into marriage, but no matter if you're married or not, what we're talking about today will help you if you will apply it. And so I feel like it has been revealed, the Holy Spirit has revealed a truth to me today that I, I would just be transparent with you that I have missed the majority of my life. It took me a while to get this. And so I hope you can get better. I'd like to start off by telling you uh, one of Aesop's fables called The Goose and the Golden Egg. Maybe, let me remind you of that. Maybe you're not familiar with that, but he tells a fable about how that there was this goose that a, a farmer went out and uh, he was checking, you know, his... Um, his animals and he noticed his goose had laid an egg so he went over and and uh, to get the egg and the goose had laid a golden egg well his first thought was well somebody's pranking me you know and this is funny and he laid the egg to the side he went about his business but his curiosity began to get the best of him and so he went back and grabbed the egg and he he began to you know tap it on some things and and sure enough it wouldn't break it felt solid and then so he said, well, I'll just take it into the jeweler in town. So he took it into the jeweler in town. Sure enough, that egg was solid gold, 100%. So he couldn't wait. So the next morning he got up, he went out there. Of course, the first animal that he checked on was the goose. And he got the goose, sure enough, and the goose had laid another golden egg. And so, wow, he was excited about that. And so the next day, sure enough, he went out there and the goose had laid another golden egg and another golden egg. And he got so excited about this. Why? He's like, wow, this is amazing. But then he got very impatient. And so he decided, you know what? I don't want to wait to every day to get my eggs. I want all the eggs right now. So he took the goose and he killed the goose. Cut the goose open and tried to get all the eggs out of it. And to his surprise, there was no more eggs inside the goose. And so the moral of the story is this, is that you've got to take care of the goose if you want the eggs. Amen, Amen, everybody? So in in our relationships, we have to learn that we got to, if we want the benefits of the relationship, we got to take care of the relationship. Amen? In our marriage, if we we want the benefits of a great marriage, then we got to take care of the relationships. And without the relationship, there is no benefits, everybody. We have to take care of that. So so maybe the moral of the story today for this message is, don't kill the goose. (laughs) Don't cook the goose. Don't kill the goose. Don't. Because it's a relationship that produces what you're so after. And so many people, we see, we get so selfish thinking about me, 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 me. And then we start, we want the golden eggs and we forget the relationship produces that. And so today I, I want to share a verse with you that Jesus gave us and it's, it's found in John 13 and 34 and it says this, look, a new what everybody? A new commandment. So there's not an option here, right? When, Jesus, when God gives us a commandment, it means do it. 
Okay, doesn't mean there's an option. A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you. So you must what, everybody? Love one another. You're commanded to love one another, especially our spouse and especially our children and our parents. Amen? Amen. So we're to love one another. So today I want to teach you something again that I wish to God that I would have learned earlier in my life. And I did not learn this uh, and I have not mastered that. I just want to go ahead and tell you, I have not mastered what I'm going to tell you. I am a struggler. But today I want to teach you how to love response-able. Response-able. Yeah, I didn't make a mistake. I, I, I broke this down again. This is Jeff's language, okay? <laughs> so instead of responsible, we're going to do be response-able. Now, the reason that I say response-able, because when we say someone is responsible, what we're saying is that that person is able to choose a good response. Did you hear that? When someone is, when someone is, is responsible, we say, you know, well, they're responsible because they have a proven track record that they've been able to choose the proper response and they've got a good outcome. And so really, if you, want to, if you want a proper definition, the word that I want to use today is responsible. So when, I'm, when we're thinking about being responsible, that means that I am able to choose my response. So that makes me responsible. So it's coming up on the screens. Let's say these, this together. Ready? I am responsible. Let's say that again. Ready? I am responsible. That means I can choose my response. I can choose my response. So critical, so critical. This, this word that I'm teaching you today that we're making a word is going to save you so much problems if you can get it today. Because I didn't know about this word for a long, long time and I made mistakes. And so today, how to love response able. Number one, if we're going to do this, I'm going to give you three things. Number one is choose to be responsible in my marriage. Choose to be responsible in my marriage, or you can say relationships, okay, if you're not married, if you're single. Choose to be responsible. Now, you probably think, well, I already know what he's going to say. No, you don't. You have no clue what I'm about to say. <laughs> See, look at the Bible says, 1 Peter 5 and 8 says this. Be self-controlled and alert. See that? Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to what, Everybody devour. Do you know, do you know the devil's strategy has never changed for destroying the world? You know, we think, okay, well, if we just have a new official, if we get new presidents, we get new congressmen, we get new governors, we get da, 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 da. And the world says you got to vote them. No, 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 no. No, the world doesn't change just because of them. They're all a byproduct. The world changes. The devil knows that the world gets better when marriages get better. That's the root of it. You see what I'm talking about? Because, see, his strategy's never changed. His strategy's always been to kill the marriage. I mean, Adam and Eve had a problem in the very beginning, right? I mean, right there at the very beginning. Remember how the, the, that Adam and Eve, they ate the fruit. And the first thing, uh, when God confronted Adam, he said, well, you know, the wife you gave me, you did it. You gave me her, Right? And then she said, oh, well, it was a serpent. So the first thing was attack the marriage. See, the devil knows that if he can destroy the marriage, then he can destroy the family, then he'll destroy the church, and he'll destroy the community, then he'll destroy the country, and he'll destroy the world. Amen. 
You see, do you understand that? That's why we're in such a battle right now. Marriage is a spiritual warfare issue. Why, why, do, you think, why do you think it's under such attack? Why do, why do you think that the, the world is throwing everything it can at our children to tell them it's such a bad thing? Why? Because strong marriages build strong families and strong families build strong communities or strong churches and strong churches build strong communities and strong communities build strong countries. So if we want our country to get better, you don't vote it in or vote it out. You start living it. Amen. Amen. <laughs> See, we miss it. We miss it. Everybody's like, well, hey, come November. Come. No, forget November. Let's talk about now. Amen. When we say I do, let's do. If you don't do, you'll be through. <laughs> so again, we're talking about this one word, response able. What does a response able look like? There, well, basically when you become response able, you begin to have a proactive response. Proactive people in the response are in control because they're controlling their response. Now, Jeff was not raised to be proactive in his response. You probably were, I was not. I was, I was more raised on the other side of that and every example I saw my whole life was to be reactive. And when I'm reactive, I'm not so much in control. Matter of fact, rea reactive people are never in control. Whatever, whatever happened or whoever did something to you that's causing you to react is that you chose to react because of what they did. You see what I'm saying? You say, well, they did that, so I got to do this. And so reactive, reactive never works. As a matter of fact, I would say that reactive people are always controlled by the weakness of other people. Just because, see, when they, here's, a, here's a test. They were a the jerk with you and they had an attitude to you because they had, were a jerk to you and had an attitude toward you. You became a jerk right back to them. So the worst, the weakness of that person stimulated you to be weak with them. Are you tracking with me? You see, because you're a human being, you have the ability to choose your response. Animals don't have that ability. Animals have an instinct and animals can be trained in their environment but they do not have the will, the wherewithal to reason and to think out, okay, what is this, how is this gonna play out? But you do. And so anytime that you're proactive, you're using your God-given mental ability to be response-able, but anytime that you're reactive, you're using your animal instinct that's gonna get you in trouble. Amen? Amen. And you're not an animal. Well, some of us, you know, we got to think about that. <laughs> I have been so dumb my whole life. I can teach you this series because I've jacked it all up. This started off very early in Rhonda and I's marriage about, you know, I was reactive, reactive. Somebody hits you, hit them back. You know, that, that's the way we were, we're all sort of taught that with a defensive. And it doesn't work very well in marriage. And Rhonda and I, we started off, matter of fact, uh, the first day of marriage, the first day, 
I mean, we just had said, I do. We, you know, at our wedding, it was a small town and, and Rhonda and I grew up in our, you know, church there, we, our, our teen years. And a lot of people, so we had like four or 500 people come to our wedding. It was crazy. And then they all wanted to stay after and eat, you know, like it, you know, it was already seven o'clock when our wedding was. And like, you know, we'd been together four years. I'm like, hallelujah. We're getting, you know, go and Hallelujah. You know, I, uh, what do you want me to say, you know? So, so after the, the pastor that did our wedding decided to do an hour-long service, yes. I'm like, ma'am, come on. And then we had the reception that everybody stayed for, and then, like, I'm like, hey, let's go. You know, but oh no, you got to stay and be nice to everybody because they brought you gifts. So anyways, you know, we, so it's like, come on, it's like, all right, so finally all those people, we can finally go now. We're getting in the car and we're leaving. It's our honeymoon night. I'm like, oh, hallelujah, you know, and they're so excited. And, and then all of a sudden, Rhonda says, you know what, Jeff, I forgot something. You know, she had like allergy medicine. I got, I got to have my allergy medicine, you know, and I'm like, oh, no, you can do without that. No, I got to have it. So we had to turn around and go. So here I am reactive on my honeymoon night. I can't believe you did that. I mean, come on. We, you know, we, we had, a, what, six years to plan this? I don't know. Come on. What, we had to do that. And I started in on that. Ooh, that's a stupid man right there. Stupid, 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 stupid. Have you ever been stupid? I'm a slow learner. Because there's been many nights we went out on date night. And before we got home, I said something stupid, reacting. So we go out on date night now on the way home, I don't say nothing. <laughs> Because there's a, there's a good chance I'm going to mess it up. What I'm trying to tell you is this, is that you need to be response-able. So let's say it together. You ready? I am. Let's say it. I am response-able. I can choose my response. See, I didn't know that for a long time. I just thought up it come, out it goes, and that's the way it is. No, 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 no. That will destroy your marriage and it will destroy your home. When you take responsibility and you choose your response instead of letting it be instinctive, because let me tell you something, just because your mom and dad did it doesn't mean it's good for you. Amen? Amen. That's why the Bible, again, I love 1 Peter 5 and 8. We'll read it in this uh, message paraphrase. Look what it says. He says, keep a cool head. See, that's proactive, everybody. That's not reactive. Stay alert. That's proactive. The devil is poised to pounce. Keep your guard up. That's proactive. You're not the only ones plunged into these hard times. Amen. So you're not, listen, your marriage is not the only one that's struggling right now. Amen, everybody. You're not the only ones. It's the same with Christians all over the world. Here we go. Here, proactive. So keep a firm grip on your what? Faith. On the faith. That's right. Keep a firm grip. So when I choose 
We see response able people always have this question, even in their marriage, what good can I do? In their marriage, what good can I do? Even when, when something crazy happens, when, when someone's having a bad day, see, we, you don't fight fire with fire. That's stupid in marriage. <laughs> you fight fire with water and lots of it. Amen. And get you a fire extinguisher and it's called good. So we ask the question, what good can I do? And I just want to be transparent with you. The Holy Spirit has to help me or I'm really in trouble. Because my nature is reactive. I was raised that way, be reactive. And on my own, I can't do it. So I've got to have the Holy Spirit inside of me reminding me, you don't say that. Because if it wasn't for the Holy Spirit, I'd flip everybody off in traffic. <laughs> I'm sorry to disappoint you today, but I'm, that's who I am. I don't do that because of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I would cuss people out. Because that's who's deep inside of me, you know, because that's the way I was raised. I don't cuss people out. I chew my tongue a lot and it's raw many times because <laughs> the Holy Spirit says you don't do that, Jeff, right? So without the Holy Spirit, you, you really don't have a chance. And so right now, I just want to stop. And the way you get the Holy Spirit in your life is ask Jesus Christ to save you. See, when we talk about Jesus saving us, we're not talking about just going to heaven. We're talking about right now. To see, because he's got to save me before he can save my marriage. Did you hear that? I got to be saved before he can save my marriage because he's got to help me because I'm going to be reactive to everything that Rhonda does that I don't like and aggravates me. And that means trouble. Dear Lord Jesus, right now in this room and those that are watching, we can't have a good marriage without you. We understand that you created. So Jesus right now, there's many people in this room that are going to pray this prayer and watching online are going to pray this prayer and mean it from their heart and you're going to save them. That is this. Dear Lord Jesus, come into my life. Forgive me of my sins. I am so, so sorry. And save me from me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, everybody. Let's give God a hand. I have a couple of have a couple of next steps for you. Number one on the connection card, if you pray that prayer, please check that box online as well. You have a card there you can access. But then the next box says, I will do my best to be proactive and not reactive. Would you check that box so we can pray over you? That takes the Holy Spirit right there. Amen, everybody? Yes. Takes the Holy Spirit. Okay, let's say those three words we said. I am what? I am response-able. That's right, we made four words out of it. You ready? I am response-able. Let's say it again. I am response-able. I can choose my response. The second thing I would like to tell you how to uh, love response-able. Able, this doesn't even make sense, but anyway, maybe you'll get it. <laughs> how to love response-able. Number two is stop using irresponsible language. Now, the first thing that when I said that, you probably started thinking about cussing. That's not what I'm talking about here, but that is a good thing to watch. Amen? Amen. Look what the Bible says, Proverbs 18, 21. What you say can mean what? Those who speak with care will be what? Be rewarded. When you, in other words, when you become responsible, you'll be rewarded. If you become proactive with your words instead of reactive with your actions and words, you'll be rewarded. 
Yes, you will. You'll be rewarded on date night when I just do good. Okay. See, I hope you can handle all this. The language, the language of reactive people releases them of responsibility. In other words, people that just relax or just react are saying, well, I'm not responsible for that. So let me give you a couple of illustrations. I wrote these down this week. Reactive people will say this, and I'm not responsible. They'll say, that's just the way I am. In other words, I'm not responsible for my actions. That's just the way I am. Another one that we would say is this, is she makes me so mad. She makes me so mad. In other words, I'm not responsible for my anger. I'm not responsible that I'm, that I'm throwing things. I'm not responsible that I'm, I'm yelling at the kids. I'm not responsible that I'm using foul language. Oh, no, she did that. Oh, she got your mouth and she got your hands and made you do that. But that's what we say, right? No, 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 no. Oh, hold on here. Let's get a few more. My husband doesn't compliment me, so I have to flirt with other guys. Hmm. See, it's not, I'm not responsible that I'm out here flirting with other guys. No, no, no. I'm not responsible. No, he made me do it because he doesn't do it for me. See what I'm talking about? That's irresponsibility. That's irres- When you say those things, you're using irresponsible language. When you say, they made me do this, you know, you're irresponsible. When you say, well, I have to do this because of. No, no, no. That's saying, no, no, no. I'm choosing to let somebody else control my life. And we're adults, people, amen. We are in control of our life. The devil made me do it. I saw a sign one day. I was riding down the road, um, down Rex Road years ago. And a sign said, the devil doesn't like my pastor. Said that. The devil doesn't like our pastor. I looked at Ron and I said, I wonder who the devil is in that church. Put a face to it, I guarantee you. So we say this at SEC, if you don't like what you're seeing, watch what you're saying. Amen. Even to yourself, you're excusing yourself. When you say you're being irresponsible, when you say, well, they made me do it, or this made me do it, or I had to do it, you know, or that's just the way I am. When you do that, you're being irresponsible. And I'm being irresponsible. And it's so easy to pass a responsibility to somebody else. It makes us feel better. But no, you got to grow up. <laughs> and you got to own it. Listen, your marriage is never going to get better until you are responsible. And be proactive and not reactive to everything. It's a, it's a game changer. I mean, this is a game changer. If you will do it, it will change everything. It changes everything. Everything. I read the story of a guy by the name of Victor Frankel, who was actually a, a psychologist who, and was a Jew. And he actually ended up with his family in one of the concentration camps 
of Nazi Germany. His mother, his father, his wife, all of his family, with the exception of one sister, was put into the gas chambers and died. And he was left to go shovel the ashes out of the chamber. Horrible. They put him in a room. They stripped him of all his clothes, put him in a room, and tried their very best to just break him. And he said in that dark room that he discovered this, that they had stripped him of everything that he had to break him. But the one thing they could not do that he realized was that they could not break him of his ability to choose. He said, I learned the freedom that they could not take away from me was my freedom to choose. And he said, my freedom that I would choose to do is that I would not let hatred get in my heart no matter how bad they treated me. I would not let bitterness get in my heart no matter how bad they uh, treated me. I chose not to do it and that was my freedom as they beat me as they treated me mistreated me I smiled on the inside because I knew there was one freedom they could not take away it's the freedom to choose my response and you have the same freedom nobody can take that away from you you've got the freedom to choose your response and the Bible says this in John 8 31 and 32 look what Jesus said Jesus said If you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth and the truth will what, everybody? He will set you free. The word of God gives you the truth that you can be response able. See, the reason that we have the Bible is because the Bible is a response to the world. And so if you know, if you get in God's word and God's word gets in you, then you've got the advantage because the Holy Spirit working with the word of God gives you ability to say, no, I know how to respond. Amen, everybody. Christians have an advantage in this world. That's why you can do better as a child of God because you're responsible. Let's say our four words together. Ready? I am responsible. Let's say it again. I am responsible. I'm able to choose my response no matter what you do to me. I can choose my response. And so I have a next step for you. On your connection card, it says this. I will do my best to stop using irresponsible language. Quit blaming everybody else and take it. It's not their fault. It's not their fault. Okay, number three. Are you learning anything? See, I wish I would have, I wish somebody would have told me this when I was about 20 years old. I wish they would have told me when I was 30 years old. I sure wish they would have told me when I was 40, but no, 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 I'm a slow learner. See, I didn't grow up with a pastor like you have that just tells you the truth. Because I want you to just see how stupid I've been and so you don't have to be stupid. And that your marriage and your family can grow and thrive. Number three is this, make the choice to to love through the good actions and not good feelings. Make the choice of love through good actions and not just good feelings. The Bible tells us this about love. It says in 1 Corinthians, love is what, everybody? Patience. What is patience is the ability? What is it? It's being responsible. I'm choosing my response, right? That's what patience does. I'm choosing my response. Love is what, everybody? Right. There it is, right? We can stop right there. 
What does that mean? That means I'm responsible. I'm choosing my response. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it is not rude, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrong. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the what? It always, here we go, look at it. Look, this is proactive. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. And let's read the last three words. Love never fails. Love, never fails. What, is, what is love in marriage? Love in marriage is this. It's doing good for my spouse no matter how I feel. Did you hear that? You, you know what I hear people tell me? They kind of be, oh, Pastor Jeff, you know, me and my wife, well, we just, you know, we just don't uh, have feelings for each other anymore. You know, we just raise the kids together and we sort of drifted apart. And I guess we just don't love each other anymore. So... I think it's over. But do you have any suggestions? Like, you know, they really already got in their mind, I'm splitting. But just in case, I just won't come talk to you, you know. I know you ain't gonna change my mind, but try. I wanna change your mind, all right. I wanna, you're right now, backside. Get yourself together. <laughs> so what do, you, what do they say? What do you, how do I respond? I say, okay, I tell you what. What should I do? Love them. Oh, no, 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 no. You misunderstood me, Pastor Jeff. Uh, you know, I'm saying, we don't have any feelings towards each other. You know, we're just, we just drifted apart. What should I do? Love them. No, 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 Pastor Jeff. You misunderstood. I said, we don't have any love. There's, what do you do, Pastor Jeff, when there's no love and, you know, you need love? Love them. And what are, you, what are you talking about, Pastor? What is love? Love is not a feeling. Love is an action. It's something that you do, amen? It's not something you feel. And immature people, immature people, Hollywood has taught us that we chase feelings. That's what we chase feelings. We want to feel good. We want to quiver in our liver all the time. And marriage is not like that. It's not, I've been married for 34 years. And listen, there's sometimes it's like, woo, 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 woo. And there's sometimes like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> right? I mean, that's life. And if you're having one of those whoa, 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 whoa times, you're normal. But if you'll just hang in there and quit chasing the feelings and you begin acting in love towards your spouse, then it's amazing how the feelings will come. You see, we know this. That's why we get tired of our spouse. We say, well, I'm done with them. And all of a sudden we start looking towards somebody else and we start treating somebody else really nice and really kind. And we start texting them and we start calling them and we start, start doing all kinds of good things to them. It's called an affair. Oh, we know what to do. We just change on who we do it with. And I got a, I got a news break. For, why don't you have an affair with your spouse? just have an affair. Well, I, I don't know if, the, you see, I don't know if they're interested in me right now. That's all right. I didn't stop you from sending that text or, or going by and flirting with them. Why don't you just go by and flirt with your spouse? It's amazing. See, once you begin to act in love, then you get the feelings of love. Have you ever done this stupid thing? I, I've done this stupid thing. Ron and I, we've done this stupid thing. Somehow when we're not feeling so good toward each other, 
We think if we get mad at the other person and act like a jerk, that it'll make them feel good toward us. Did you just hear what I said? Now, when we're mad at each other, so, I mean, some, you know, some, one, of them does, one of us does something to the other. There's been times in our marriage where, I, you know what, like, well, I tell you what, I ain't talking to you. Do the silent, like that's going to make them feel better toward us. Isn't it amazing how the world taught us to do the wrong thing? Like, you know, mature people do good things to people even when they don't feel good toward them. And, and if you keep doing good, the good feelings will come. But what we're taught to do is, oh, no. Oh, no. You did that to me. Well, I'm going to do this to you. You did that to me. I'm going to do this to you. You did that to me. I'm going to do this to you. And when you do that, you go further and further apart. How's that working for you? We got to be response able mature people said they're having a bad day or they're having a bad week or they're having a bad month because their father just passed away or they just got demoted on their job and right now they feel like the world is against them. So right now, no matter, no matter if they're lashing out at me or not, I know they're hurting. So I know that hurting people hurt people. And right now I'm going to be responsible. So instead of me retaliate, I'm just going to keep smothered with love. I'm just going to keep doing good no matter how it feels. I'm going to keep doing good no matter how it feels. I'm going to keep doing good no matter how it feels. And eventually the walls come down. And then... You have 50 years of marriage because you learned how to do good no matter how it felt. Today, I want to do something with you. I want you to say with me, if you would, those four words that we want to remember. Can you say those with me? You ready? Come on, let's say them. I am responsible. Now, if you get out of here today and you look at your spouse and say, well, you weren't very responsible. If you do that, you're an idiot. That is, that is what an idiot would do because what you got, you go, oh man, you're going to fire it up right there. And I guarantee the only time that you guys bring me in your home is when you're trying to use me to, to build your case. So don't do that. You say, well, you know, Pastor Jeff said to you. No, 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 no. Be responsible. I would like for every married person, whether your spouse is here or not, would you stand? If you're married, would you please stand? Every married person. Let me tell you something, you got a bullseye on your back. The devil hates you. He hates that you're married. He wants to destroy that. He wants to do everything he can to tear it apart, everything he can. And so today we wanna pray over you. And those of you that are not married today, would you please pray over these people with me? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, right now, God, I'm asking you for a covering over every person that is married. God, I'm asking you today that you would just move in them by the power of your Holy Spirit. And Lord, those that are in this room that will be married one day, I pray that you protect them and let them get this teaching, oh God. Lord, protect our homes, oh God. I pray that you would protect our marriages, oh God, that our children will be better, God, because we're better together. 
It's not about our children, God. It's about us. And Lord, if we are strong together, we'll have strong children. So Father, I'm praying right now in the name of Jesus that you put a hedge of protection around every marriage, oh God. Those that are watching online as well, that you would right now, Lord, let, let the action of love begin to flow, Lord. Quit chasing feelings and chase love, oh God. And let us, God, build strong homes and strong marriages. Would everybody else stand with me right now? Father, for everyone in this room right now in every relationship, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you will give us a Holy Spirit anointing to be, Lord, to be response-able people, that we would choose our response, oh God, that our work would get better, that our marriages get better, that our children get better, that our parents get better, that our friends get better, that our neighborhood get better, that our community gets better, oh God, that our state gets better, that our country gets better, that our world gets better. When we choose our response, oh God, we are response-able. And I thank you because of your reckless love, oh God, that you have made a way where there seemed to be no way. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net. And click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.